Mark 12, 41 through 44 will be up there. Wow, look, that looks beautiful. There we go. I'm going to read it for us. And he sat down opposite the treasury. We're talking about Jesus. This is Jesus. We're talking. Uh, he sat down at the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they have all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she has to live on. So for you guys, for some of you that have never been, what series are we in? What series are we in? What's it called? Okay, you're louder there for for the cheer. We're in a series called Everything, and we have been talking about some amazing things. And first week, I talked about uh, the weight we carry, the burdens that we carry, and what we need to give to God, and the things that we aren't supposed to carry with us, we're supposed to give back to God. And then Nat, last week, she talked about this uh, idea of new year, less me, and giving ourselves up, that we need to serve and give our time to God. And some of you even signed up to help us on Wednesday nights. You signed up for Night to Shine. And so we love you guys for doing that, but we need to give our time to God. But tonight... I want to talk about this idea, and this is the topic of my message, and it's called, I forgot what it's called. It's a heart issue. I didn't forget. I just thought I did. It's a heart issue. So tonight, that's what I want to be talking about. But if you will, let's pray together. God, we love you, and we thank you for what you're doing in this room. You're already here. Your your presence is among us, God. And so we ask that you would just come into our hearts, God, that you would begin to open up our hearts for what you want us to hear, God. Lord, I pray that it not be my words, but it be your words, God. And so we just thank you for who you are and all that you're going to do tonight, Jesus. We love you, and we thank you, and we give it everything up to you. In your name we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. Well, so when I was about your guys' age, I went, to, I went to a youth group, not like this. I just want you to know, every time I tell this story, I tell people, you guys are blessed with an amazing youth group. I just want you to know that, okay? This youth group is amazing, not just because of me and Nat and your leaders, but just the church that we have, the building we have, the stage. And give it up for the stage design. I want to give it up for Justin. This is, a, this is a new stage design. He worked hard on it. He was here late last night, I think, doing it, so it's amazing. But we are blessed at this church. But when I was about your guys' age, I went to a youth group in Arizona. If you don't know, I used to live in Arizona for six years. And I went to this youth group that I did not want to go to. When I was about your guys' age, a little bit younger than some of you, I did not want to go to youth group, right? I, I absolutely hate it. So I give you props for even being here tonight because I did not want to go to youth group. But so this typical youth group, this whole day, me and my buddies, we were, we were planning to do something that wasn't involving youth group. We, on, we knew we were going, and so what we decided to do was skip youth group. We were being driven. No one knew we were going to do this, but me and my buddies, we decided to skip youth group. And so we're driving to the church, right? We're driving, driving to the youth group, and we're getting ready to go. And we're sitting there. We're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. And so we go to the YouTube, we get there, we go inside, there's this cool hangout area downstairs, and they had ping pong, foosball, they had bing bang chairs, it was really cool, it was a cool area, but what we learned the previous week is they had a back door, okay? Y'all probably know where I'm going with this. They had a back door stairwell that led upstairs, outside, back cart, we could leave easily. So this is what we did. We got to the youth group and we decided we wanted to go buy snacks at the gas station down the road, skip youth group, and then just not, you know, just hang out. And so that's exactly what we did. We went, we went upstairs as service was starting. We went out the back door and we, we ran. Like, we were just booking. I was hauling it through the parking lot. I can't run like that anymore. My long legs are just not in shape anymore. But it's okay. But, so we went to this gas station and we started, uh, we, we started heading towards the gas station. We got inside, bought some snacks, bought some candy. I mean, we were loaded with money. Not really, but we tried. And we bought a whole bunch of chips and stuff. And then we, we came back. We started working our way back. But the thing I didn't tell you is before we started going is I got a little nervous because it wasn't my parents that took us. It was somebody else that took us to this youth group, and I knew who this person was, and this person I did not trust because I knew they would come back early doing the responsible adult thing, trying to pick us up early, and I knew that was going to happen. But anyway, so we get back to the church, and we're sitting in like this cool little courtyard area, 
and we're sitting there eating our snacks, you know, enjoying, enjoying life, just chilling there. And all of a sudden, I hear this van pull up, right? And I start freaking out. And luckily, I'm sitting like at the edge, and there's like a corridor behind me, and I can peek, look into the parking lot. I can see everybody. I can see who's coming, who's going, who's leaving. And so I turn around, and I hear this door close, and it was exactly what I thought was going to happen. It was the person that was there to pick us up like 20 minutes earlier. And I was like, you got it. We're, we're busted. We're in trouble. Like, they didn't see us yet, but I was like, we're, we're going to get in trouble. They're going to notice we're not in there. And so we're, we're, not in, we're not in the sanctuary. We're outside eating our snacks. And I just I tell them, I tell my friends, I'm like, okay, we're so in trouble because, we're, like, the, he's here to pick us up. We're going to get in trouble. And so what we did is we, we, we picked up our snacks. And, and I, think, I think I remember him actually coming out and knowing where we were because he went inside and then he came back out. And then he knew where we were. So what we did, we, we took our snacks and we just picked them up and we threw them into a bush. So we basically just wasted our money. Like, we just tossed them into a bush. And we wasted our money. We got caught, got busted. It was the worst thing ever. Don't do it. It's a terrible idea. But I tell you this story because back then, I had a heart issue. I didn't want to go to youth group. I didn't want to be involved in the activities that they had. I didn't want to do it. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I had a heart issue. My heart was not in the right place. It wasn't in the right mindset that it should have been in. And I think what we're talking about, this whole series of giving God our everything, I believe that it comes down to our hearts. In week one, we talked about our burdens. We talked about the things that are weighing us down and the things that we're struggling with. And I kind of put that whole message into a question, and it says this. Are we willing to give up our burdens or just choose to carry them ourselves? Because I think those can go two ways. One, we can give it to God and say, God, we trust you and put our hearts in the right place. Or we can choose to just carry it on our own. And then our hearts are in the right, wrong place because we think we can handle everything ourselves. We think we can do it ourselves. We think we're bigger and better than everybody else because we can do it on our own. We don't need nobody's help. And then week two, the question I kind of condensed into it was, are we willing to give up our time or think that we don't need to serve? We're too good to serve. Because sometimes we can think we're too good. We're too, we're, too, we're too big to serve. I'm too popular to serve. Man, if I serve, I'll look like a loser. I'll look like the lowest of the low. And our heart's not in the right place because we don't want to serve. We don't want to give our time to God. We don't want to give back to God. And so tonight, my question for you is this. Are you willing to give up your money or are you just going to be selfish with it? Because I think there's two options of what we can do here is, is with our money and with the things that we receive, see, we can either give it away, we can help other people, we can serve other people, we can give people a dollar, we can, we can help them pay for something, we can buy somebody a snack, we can bless people with our money, we can give it back to the church, or we can just keep it for ourselves. Keep it for our own personal use, buy our own stuff with it, buy some AirPods, buy some TVs, buy whatever we want to, a new phone, we can just do it for ourselves and keep it for ourselves. But see, I believe that's the culture that we exactly live in, is we, it's just all about us. I think I preached on this once. It's all about what we can get. Who likes getting stuff, right? I mean, like, I love to get stuff. I love to buy stuff for myself. I mean, who doesn't? If you didn't like to buy stuff for yourself, I, and it's kind of weird. Like, people, you just like to bless yourself sometimes. You like to give yourself stuff. And, and I think that's just the culture we live in is always thinking about ourselves and not thinking about other people. There's so many people in this world who don't have stuff. They don't have anything. And I think there's some people in here in this room tonight, your parents or you have a lot of money and you have a lot of things. But then there's also some of you in here that don't have hardly anything. Maybe you just got what's on you right now, and that's all you have. And there's, so there's a big dynamic there, but see, some people don't have a lot, some people have a whole bunch, and that's the culture we live in, is it's just all about us. But see, we need to make it more about other people. See, it's not always about what I can get. This is the way I think it should be. It's not always about what I can get, but it's always about what I can give. We should always be having the mindset of, what can I give to somebody else? How can I help somebody else? What can I do for somebody else? How can I serve somebody else? How can I buy somebody something? How can I give back to somebody instead of, always thinking of myself. So we're not living in that culture of, of it's all about me. It's all about me. Because I mean, if you really think about it, and as I was thinking about this idea of money and the stuff we have and the stuff we receive, when I was thinking about all this, 
Like, if you literally think about it, the things that you own, the things that I own, you don't actually own it. It's not yours. And you're probably like, yeah, it is. I bought it, paid for it in full. It's mine. Everything I have is mine. Or my parents, whatever, same thing. But everything you have is technically not yours. Because you didn't do anything to get it. You didn't do anything to receive it. You didn't do anything to buy it. And you might be thinking, yeah, I did. Like, I mowed that, that dude's lawn to get 20 bucks. Like, the 20 bucks is mine. But see, the thing I realized is, who got the lawnmower? Probably your parents. Who gave your parents a job? I mean, I don't know. God birthed them. I mean, God made them who they are. They gave them the skills to give them the job to get the money, to get the money to buy the lawnmower, to give you the lawnmower, to then go and mow the lawn to get 20 bucks. Everything comes back to God. Everything that we have comes back to God. It's always God's. Everything we own is God's because God gave us the abilities. He gave us the skills. He gave us everything that we need to have what we need. So everything that we have is technically not ours. And so I was thinking of this question, why would we be selfish with something that's not even ours? Like, if you think about it, like, if you, like, were to borrow somebody's, like, jacket, right? You borrow somebody's jacket, and, and you wear it the whole day, and then your buddy comes back to you, and you're like, hey, I want my jacket back. You're like, no, it's mine. Like, it's mine now. That's technically what we do with all of our stuff and all of our money. Like, no, it's mine. But you didn't, like, that's not your jacket. You didn't buy it. You didn't receive, like, you received it to borrow it, to give it back. But now you're being self, we're being selfish with it because it's mine. I wore it all day. It's my jacket. This is my jacket. But technically, it's not even yours. And that's what I think we do with all of our stuff all the time, is we think it's ours. It's all about us. It's all about what we can get. But see, we don't deserve anything. We don't deserve anything that we have. We don't deserve anything we'll ever receive. Like, we legit don't deserve anything. But see, God, he chooses to bless us. He chooses to give us stuff. He chooses to let us be blessed in this life and let us have exactly what we need, when we need it, and how we need it. See, I love what this scripture says in, in Mark 12. And see, this woman... Uh, she's giving out of her poverty. And I love the scripture because she's giving out of what she doesn't even have, really. That's the, that's the wages that she's earned for like her whole day, her whole week, her whole two-week pay period. That's what she's received. And she chose to, instead of not giving anything, she chose to give it all. And I love what it says. If we look at it again, it should be on the screen. It says, truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contribute out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. See, it's crazy when I was thinking about this, like, she gave everything that she had. See, it's easy, I've seen, it's easy to give when you have a lot of money. I mean, right, like, you made, like, a hundred grand a year, it's easy to give, like, a thousand dollars. It's easy, like, I make a hundred, I got ninety-nine thousand dollars left, like, I don't need to, like, I don't have to worry, I got money. It's easy to give when you're rich, but see, when you hardly make anything, if you were to make ten dollars, your entire life, entire year, $10. It's so much harder to give up that $10. So much harder to just give like one penny of it. It's like, man, I need to keep this $10. I only got it for like a year. I only got it for like a month. I need to keep it. It's so much harder. But see, this woman, she decided to give out of her poverty everything she had. And when I was thinking about this, her heart was in the right place. She didn't care about what she had. All she cared about was giving back to God, giving God what was, her, what was his. Because she knew it wasn't hers. She knew she didn't deserve it. She knew that she didn't receive it. She didn't do anything to earn it. See, God gave her the money. God blessed her with the money. And see, so she knew that. So she gave it back to God. And it was funny, as I was writing this message, I think it was like Monday or Tuesday this week, I was writing, uh, I was going over this message in my office. And uh, if some of you don't know, I've been having like a lot of lower back issues, a lot of lower back pain. And uh, I've had to get like, I went to physical therapy for a whole bunch of times. I went to chiropractor appointments. I went to, I got an MRI done on my back. So if you don't know, that all piles up to money. 
that like is a lot of money right there. And so I was working on my message and I just remembered, oh shoot, I gotta pay some medical bills, I gotta pay for it. And so I started to do that. I took a break from my message and I started to do that. And I had two pieces of paper in my hand of medical bills and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go I'm online and pay this one. Okay, done, it was like 166 bucks, paid, boom, good. Okay, and then I went to the next one, went online, it was like 113 bucks for this one. I was like, okay, that's not bad. And so I went online. But as I went online to this one, it was like the hospital website, and I went online, and as I got there, my heart, like, I almost had a heart attack, y'all, okay? I'm sitting in my office looking at my computer screen, and I have four bills that pop up. One I had in my hand, three of them did not even know about, okay? And the very top one was for $2,700. I don't know about you, I don't have $2,700 just laying around to like throw out there to anybody. And so I'm, I'm sitting in my office and I'm kind of freaking out for a little bit. I'm like, I just literally like stopped and like just stared at my computer for like a good like, what felt like five minutes. But I just stopped and stared and I got so worried, so frustrated, so angry. I didn't know where this was coming from. I didn't know anything about it. And I was so confused on why I was a 20. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, I don't know what this is. We need to figure it out. And so I started panicking. We're trying, we're trying to figure out. She's looking at it. I'm looking at it. We're like, where did this come from? No one knows. I don't even know. And I started freaking out, and I, she, she knows, obviously our parents know us so well, and she knows when I get that tone in my voice, like she can tell, like I'm frustrated. And, and, and we're getting through it, and I was about the end of the phone call, and she's like, hey, just calm down, okay? And it's funny, because I say that all the time to people, like calm down as a joke, so I feel like that's where I get it from, my mom, anyway, so I know. But, uh, so she told me to calm down. She's like, calm down, it's okay, okay? Just breathe, that's what she always says to me, breathe. It's like I am breathing. Uh, but she told me to calm down, and where uh, I'm sitting there and she's just like, calm down, okay? God is gonna provide whatever you need when you need it. He's gonna give you the money that you need. And in the moment, I'm like, I need the money like now to pay for this, okay? I don't wanna wait. I don't wanna wait for this to come about. I don't wanna wait for this. And just to think, I was literally writing a message about like giving, giving God our money and giving back to God out of your poverty and giving to him what you don't have and, and just giving back to him. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I don't even know where I'm gonna get this money. I don't, I don't make that much money. And so I, free, I hang up with her and, and I just, really, I just really dive into this message again, and it's hard to, even, I, like, honestly just couldn't even focus on this message anymore. But see, with all these medical bills that I got stacking up in my, in, in, in my box or whatever just to pay for them, I got home that night, and I really just, like, rested in the idea of trusting in God. Because I don't need to worry about where my money's going to come from to pay for those. All I need to do is just focus on what God is going to do in my life to get me to pay for those. Because he's going to provide. It's not going to be my ability. It's not gonna be what I can do, but it's gonna be what God can do and, and the abilities that he's gonna give me to be able to pay for those. See, no matter how much money I have, no matter how many bills that I have, no matter, no matter what I gotta pay for, no matter what comes my way, I always wanna remember to trust in God. Because the one thing I don't wanna do, and I think this is gonna be really practical for a lot of us, because I think so many of us can fall into this trap, is I never want any of us or any of you guys to lust after money. And it talks about it in the Bible and it says it, in 1 Timothy 6 through 10, and it should be on the screen, and it's the message version, it says this, a devout life does bring wealth, but it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. Since we entered the world penniless, we will leave it penniless. If we have bread on the table and shoes on our feet, that's enough. But if it's the only money these leaders are after, they will self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely and live to regret it bitterly even afterwards. And the one thing I want to focus on or look at real quick is, is, um, is this part at the top. It says, since we entered the world penniless and we will leave it penniless. Like I didn't even have this in my message, but as I was reading it, I was like, that's so true because we came into this world with nothing, like, right? 
Nothing. We didn't even have clothes when we came to this world. Nothing. So everything, like I said, that we've earned along the way is not ours. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. And then it says we will leave it penniless. So when we go to be with God, when we go back into his kingdom, when we go, we're not taking anything with us. The phones that we have in our pocket or the phones that we have in our hands, we're not going to be able to bring those with us. The money that we have, the bank accounts that are so full because we kept it to ourselves, we won't be able to bring it with us. It's going to be pointless to have it. It's pointless for us because we won't be able to use it. And it goes on, and I love this idea of, of the, the, the part where it says it's lusting after money, and it says lusting after money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. See, it doesn't just say trouble. Lusting, uh, lusting brings trouble. It doesn't say brings trouble. It says it brings trouble and nothing but trouble. I love the emphasis of the but. But trouble. It's, it wants to add another thing to it. It will bring nothing but trouble. It's just adding more to it. It's adding that. It's like double trouble. If we lust after money, if we're just chasing the idea of I just need money, whatever job I can get that's the most expensive, if I can get money from my friends, if I can just receive, 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 it's nothing but trouble. We're going to live in a life of just that, 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 that idea of just living in trouble and living in fear and not knowing what to do. See, I've learned that over the time that I, I've been on this earth and I've had jobs and I've had income and, and all these things, I've learned that God will provide. There's a time when I was in uh, Arizona and I really like, I mean, I guess you can almost say I wasn't like a Christian. I said I was, but I wasn't. And I was not living a Christian life. I was not falling after God. I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't going to youth group. Like I was working all the time. And, but the one thing I look back on and look and I go, God totally provided for everything that I needed. Everything. I wasn't trusting in him. I wasn't looking to him. I wasn't doing anything for him. I was, I was actually going against a lot of what he wanted me to do in my life. And, but he, he, he gave me so much. I've had, I had like four, three jobs at one point in my life in Arizona. I was working three jobs. I had a Mercedes-Benz car. That's pretty nice. He was just blessing me so much. I had so much money. I would buy electronics. I always had the new iPhone. I, I mean, God blessed me so much, even though I wasn't following after him. And now I'm not saying to not fall after him, but since I've been falling after him, God has blessed me 10 times more, 10 times more. I got a new job, I got a raise, I've been blessed with so much more, I'm still blessed with having people around me, with having family around me, and with just having stuff around me. And see, God, he will always provide, and with my medical bills and with the stuff that I have, I'm not worried about what's to come next. And see, I don't want any of us to lust after the idea of money and going for just stuff because we don't need stuff. And I love Proverbs 3, 9. It says this. It says, honor God with everything you own. Everything you have, honor it to God. It should be honoring to God. And it goes on to say, give him the first and the best. I love that part. And the best. We need to give God our best. We need to give him everything. We need to give him our all. We need to give him our best because we need to trust him with everything. And when I was thinking of this idea of the best, I was thinking we need to give him, we need to not just do it because we feel like we have to. So you can almost say this is like a, this is like a tithes and offering talk, how you guys are supposed to treat your money and you're supposed to give back to the church. But see, I always say every time I get up on the stage for a Sunday morning service and I do an offering announcements, the number one thing I tell people is if you're new with us here or if you're just here, you're not, we're not forcing you to give. We're not forcing you to do anything with your money in this church because people get so, so weird about money in church and and so I always tell people, you're not forced to give because we want your hearts to be in the right place. We don't want you to just give because you feel like you have to or because the pastor told you I had to, I have to give, and so I'm just going to do it because I have to. No, we want you to do what's right. We want you to give your money away to the church and to God and to the kingdom because you want to do it, because your heart is in the right place, because you know it's right. Not because you just have to, not because you're just forced to, but because 
you know it's what God wants us to do. See, I believe that's when it comes with giving our God our best. When we give God our best, man, we give him everything that's not ours. It's his. Everything that we get is his. So why would we be selfish with what's not even ours? Why would we want to keep it? Why would we want to hold it in to ourselves if it's not even ours? So we need to give God our best. We need to give him everything. And not just do it because we feel forced or, or not just do it because we feel like we need to, but we need to do it because our heart is in the right place. Our heart is in the right area. See, if you guys come to church here on Sundays, Michael, uh, about two weeks ago, I think it was the second week of the year, he talked about generosity is our privilege. I mean, if you heard it, it was a great message. It was amazing, amazing talk. I mean, I, I don't know, second week on the job as being pastor, and he's already giving an offering talk, and people said they loved it. And it was a great idea, but I love, love the pillar that, that is. It's one of our pillars here at Riverside is generosity is our privilege. It's a privilege to give God our everything. Like we should be honored that God wants us to give to him. It's a privilege. Generosity to be nice to people, to be nice to those around you, sitting next to you. It's an honor to be able to give back to him. It's a privilege. And it's one of the four pillars of our church. And, and so... Tonight, and what we're going to start doing from, from now on, and we're going to try to, we're going to teach you guys how to, like, to give back, and that's kind of what this is, but we're going to start taking, like, a tithes and offering every single Wednesday night, and what we do, what we want you to do, and we encourage you to do, is to pray to God what you, what you can give. Everything that you own, the money that you receive, we pray that you will decide for yourself what you want to do with it, what God wants you to do with it, because I believe I, no matter what, no matter what medical bills that I have come my way, no matter what things I have to pay for, I always want to give back to God. And I'm going to continuously give to this church. I'm going to continuously give 10%. That's what uh, churches say to give back, 10% of what you make. We give back to God. We give back to the church. We give back to his kingdom. And it, it doesn't have to be Riverside. It be your church, wherever you guys go to church on a Sunday. It could be here at Underground you can give back to. It could give to missions. It give to whatever God can use it for and use to glorify his name. And we can give back to his church, and, and I'm going to continuously always give 10% of my money back to him. Always. No matter what comes my way, even if I hardly have anything, I want to be like the woman who gave out of her poverty instead of all those people who just gave out of their wealth. I want to give back to God everything I have because I want to put my heart in the right, right place and do it because he wants me to do it. And not just do it because I feel like I need to or it's an obligation to do it. So starting tonight, and I think we have a couple of volunteers that signed up literally last week to do this, and Nat, I don't know who's doing it, but they're going to come and we're going to actually take up a tithe and offering. And this is the end of my message and then we're going to go into small groups and, and so they can come forward. Yeah, you guys can, if you're doing the offering, you know who you are. But, so here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to pray. And then if you don't know what church looks like, if you don't know what happens on a, on a Sunday morning and if you don't know what this looks like or what this feels like, that's okay. Like I said, we're not forcing you to do it. We encourage you to do it though. We encourage you to give back to what God wants for what God wants you to do. We want you to look to him what he wants you to do. And so I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to dismiss this into small groups, but, and then they're going to pass the bucket in, so nobody move, don't get up until I dismiss you into small groups, but let's just pray for this. God, we thank you for all that you're doing at Underground and at Riverside. And God, we look up to you and we ask you, God, what do you want us to give back to you? God, I pray that this would seek deep into all of our hearts, God, that we would, we would trust in you, God, that we would look to you in every area of our life and know that we don't deserve anything that we have. That everything that we have inside of us or everything that we get physically, God, that it's not ours, but you have blessed us with it. You have given us opportunities to receive it, God. And so tonight I pray that you would seek this word deep down into our hearts and that we would look to you for what we should give. And so, God, I thank you and I praise you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.